Hey guys, what's up? This is your host, Victor Makins, and today you're listening to UbuntuCast. I'm here with Rafaela Mesquita and Leo Hamburger. So today we're going to talk about living abroad and exchange programs. Remember that our podcast episodes are linked on our channel, and we release weekly content on our Instagram page. Also, keep in mind the idea of our Ubuntu segment is to interview individuals with different experiences and stories so that their stories can add to your experiences. Hey guys, what's up? Aqui sou o anfitrião, Victor Makings, e hoje você está ouvindo o UbuntuCast. Eu sou aqui com a Rafaela Mesquita e o Leonardo Hamburger. E hoje vamos falar um pouco sobre intercâmbios e experiências de morar fora. Lembre-se de que nossos episódios estão no nosso canal e liberamos conteúdo semanalmente na nossa página no Instagram. Ah, e mais uma coisa, a ideia do nosso segmento Ubuntu é de entrevistar pessoas com diferentes experiências e histórias para que a experiência deles some a sua. Alright, so, Leo and Rafaela, welcome to our podcast, it's a pleasure having you guys with us. Uh, Rafaela, so you were born back then, you're here, what happened in between? Yes, um, um, it's a pleasure to be here, thank you for inviting me, and I love to talk about exchange programs and being abroad, it's a very good subject to talk about because I think it's uh, a good experience for everybody for all ages. So if you have this willing to be abroad someday, uh, it will be good to talk to you. So count on me. Great. And you, Leo, tell us a little bit about your story. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Good morning, Victor and Rafaela. Thank you for this invitation here. Uh, so I'm a new teacher here at VMMI. Uh, I started working here like a month ago. And I went to uh, physical education university at Lavras, uh, at Ufla in Lavras. And after that, I decided that that wasn't really what I wanted for my life as a professional life. Uh, and that's when I decided to do something different. So I found in the exchange program the way out, you know, to figure out what I really wanted in my life. So I went for two years to the United States, and I'm gonna tell you a little about my about my experience in the USA. Mm -hmm. I went there as an au pair. For those who who don't know what an au pair is, like you're basically a babysitter in another country. So that's what I did for two years, and I'm gonna share my experience here. Great, man. Yeah, it's nice to say that is the cheapest program yeah, you can exactly, find exactly. to go abroad. <laughs> it's a very nice experience. I. I've, I've been an au pair too, mm -hmm. and um, it's so cheap, and you spend the whole year uh, taking care of kids and traveling around and know, uh, meeting new people, so it's very, very, very nice. Yeah. Yes. To be honest, that was one of uh, the main reasons why I went as an au pair. I was looking into other exchange programs. Uh, being an au pair wasn't my first option, but because it was really cheap, I just gave it a chance, and I don't regret it at all. Yeah, like, it was a great experience. But it's important to say that this program you have to have the profile for that. You have to like kids. You have to be flexible person, a flexible <coughs> person. You have to be willing to to what? 
cut. <laughs> You're willing to experience different situations uh -huh. with kids, with a new family, yeah. with a new place. So I know. I mean, everybody who goes abroad needs to be more flexible and open-minded. Yeah. But in this case, you have to be a specific profile. Specific, I don't know if it's correct to say profile, but this. This willing to be with kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Leo had uh, an interesting experience that he was sharing last week, right, about uh, the child that didn't identify um, exactly. herself, right, mm -hmm. as a as a as a girl. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes he he was a man, he was a boy, you know, uh, he was six year old, but he had long hair, and sometimes he would say, "Oh, I like being a girl oh, as well." It happens you know? a lot in the U.S. Uh -huh. yeah. And their parents, they would, you know, they would just let him be whatever he wanted to be mm -hmm. you know and he would go to school wearing a skirt you know he had long hair wearing a ponytail <laughs> you know oh, you see? it's hard to identify him if you look at him you're gonna say he's a girl and what was his name um nathaniel nathaniel nate Mm -hmm. yeah, I really liked him. He was a very special kid. Nice. Yeah, that's really interesting as well because you open your mind to that, you know. Uh -huh. And especially for our culture where things are more standardized, I guess, you know, and you see like other first world countries where people are opening their minds to this. Uh -huh. Like autism is something that's becoming even more common nowadays with use of specific medications and there's a bunch of scientific articles that go into that but <laughs> we're not going to go into that uh -huh. and like like Rafaela said uh you know having a profile uh maybe means also keeping an open mind you know because otherwise what are you going to do hey i'm here for a month and i don't connect with this family i'm going to go back <laughs> uh -huh. you know so yeah we have two different situations um before going as an alper, you can choose how many kids you mm -hmm. want to care of, how many, uh, the, the, the place, not the place specifically, but you can choose if you prefer big city or a small city, beach or mountain, mm -hmm. and it helps you to match with the perfect family. So it's mm -hmm. uh, not so traumatic when you get there, mm -hmm. but uh, also you can uh, meet a very different situation that you have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the first situation. And the second point, I forgot. <laughs> I was going to comment. Um, also, if you, for example, you want to care of a person, of a child in need. Mm. Uh, uh, using a wheelchair of mental problems wow. so if you have this profile it's also possible and you are highly paid what's interesting too you guys went in you know different years uh, Leo you went in what 2018 from 2019 to 2021 oh, so you had an even more interesting experience because you had the pandemic yeah, exactly man like, yeah. because of the pandemic I didn't have as many good experiences I can say that as I would if uh, we were during like normal times you know mm -hmm. but well uh, being at the beach helped me a lot yeah I was living in California for my last year uh, and it was really great to be there you know mm -hmm. I could just go to the beach when I was feeling lonely or anything like that mm -hmm. you know I had things to do but on my first year my experience wasn't the best I could say that uh, too many things happened uh, I had a car accident on my first family and because of that I had to rematch with a different family 
And because That's what I was going to comment that I forgot that you have you you have the opportunity to rematch mm. if you don't get so um, adapted mm -hmm. to that family you can ask for a rematch and they can find a new family for you that's a good mm -hmm. point yeah so the thing is that that wasn't my choice to go on rematch <laughs> I had to go to I had because to go on rematch yeah, yeah, because accident. of my accident and because of that. Uh, uh, the accident was on my record, you know, so every family, they would talk to me, they would like me, you know, after the interview and they would look at my, uh, background. uh they, yeah, they would look into my background and they would see my, about my, they would read about my accident. Mm -hmm. And after that, they would just give up on me because most families, they need you to drive their kids, uh, mm -hmm. for soccer practice, football practice, school. You know, mm -hmm. so that's something that comes with the job. You have to be driving uh, constantly. Mm -hmm. That's good to to tell about the bad experiences too, because mm -hmm. not um, not everything is perfect yeah, when exactly. you are abroad. You have bad experiences that make you makes makes you grow. Mm -hmm. So. Um, even if with this accident or other bad experiences, you can also uh, overcome mm -hmm. and and continue having good experiences there, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You have to learn how to deal with those situations and make the best out of it. Yeah. You know, so that's what I did. I didn't want to come back to Brazil because I wanted to have a good experience there. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened after my first year. So. You know, I just swallowed everything, you know, uh, until I was able to go and rematch again. And after your first year, you have like months to find a different family. On my first rematch, I only had two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that was a problem. You know, I couldn't find any good families during that time. Mm -hmm. So after my first year, could rematch, you know, I had like four months to find a different family. So I had enough time to pick a good family who wanted me, who could who would lend me, who would have a car for me, you know, uh -huh. because that's very important, to be honest, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, when I didn't have a car uh, in South Carolina, after I went on rematch on my first year, uh, I couldn't go anywhere because there wasn't any, ter any public transportation there. Uh, if you wanted to get an Uber anywhere, like, it would be at least $30. You know, and you so feel alone because you can't commute everywhere. So. Yeah, exactly. And all my friends, they would live uh, at least 40 minutes away from me. You mm -hmm. know, so no one wanted to go yeah. by and you know and pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> so I was too lonely there. Yeah. You know, I would spend weekends and weekends home. You know, just uh, I was just, I was in my room doing nothing. You know, I was mm -hmm. drinking some beer and playing games, you know, I wasn't doing anything and that was my bad experience yeah. okay. as an offer. And now when you are back to Brazil, you are not just a chick, you are a strong man yeah, exactly. and you are, you're mature and you're ready for everything, exactly. right? Exactly, I've been through a lot, yeah. That's nice. especially mentally. It's you just know, one of the options to go abroad, right? Mm -hmm. The au pair. Mm -hmm. It's a very specific program for who has the, the specific profile for that. But we have many other kinds. Mm -hmm, of course, yeah. Uh, like you guys mentioned, the, the bon not the bonus, but the benefit of the au pair program is the price, right? So if you don't know, if you don't uh, have the means to start, you know, the basically. Budget. Yeah. And the stability, because you go there and you're going to get a. Uh, 
wait, uh, salary. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna get paid every single week, mm -hmm. two hundred dollars every week. You're mm -hmm. gonna get paid, so you have that stability. Yeah, you, you don't have, have to pay to... for rent and exactly. food and everything else, right? You depending on the family, but most families they have a car for you mm -hmm. just for yourself, you know. Mm, nice. So you ha won't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, and you can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And what were the responsibilities that both of you had? Uh, actually, before that, what are the skills that are needed for an au pair? So you guys said that driving is really important. How was your English before you guys went? It's important to be intermediate level. Mm -hmm. Yes, because we're going... For girls? Yeah. Not if you're girls. a boy, you have to have advanced English. Really? No, I didn't yes. know that. Why? It's harder for, uh, uh, yeah. for families to hire you as a boy. So, mm. you know, you have to have that extra. Mm. So families will want you. Yeah. Or otherwise, you know, you're gonna you're just going to be there looking for a family and you're not going to find anything. Mm -hmm. you know, yes. So you have to have, like, it's more difficult for a man to become an au pair because you have to have uh, advanced English. And you have to have more experience with kids as well. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, like girls, uh, women, they would have to have like 200 hours experience with yes. kids. And, and, and for and for a man, they would have to have a thousand hours. Wow. <laughs> so it's a huge difference. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. It's a lot more difficult to be an au pair as a man. Uh -huh. I see. At say intercambio here in Brazil, we don't work uh, with our men au pairs. We just work with women. Uh -huh. That's why I don't know these details. Uh -huh. But I, at that time, I was intermediate level, and I went there with two hundred hours proved uh, as uh, proved experience with children, and just that, and have. It's necessary to have a driver's license. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. Because mm -hmm. you have to drive the kids everywhere. Mm -hmm. Anything Just else? Cool. You guys yeah. see as a benefit, like cooking or... No. At first, it's not necessary to cook or clean the house, but to prepare a snack or something for the, the children to eat, nothing much... Uh, difficult. I mean, for men, as it's more difficult to find a family, you have to have some skills, you know, you have to, have to show them that you can do some different stuff. For me, it was like they would come to me because I was good at sports, you know, so most families who wanted me as an opera, they wanted me to, uh, they wanted me for, uh, so, so I could play with their kids, you know, uh, so I could play football. I could teach them how to swim. Motivate uh, them to exercise. Yeah, exactly. So that was the main reason why they would look at me. Mm. So that's basic, point. So physical education was a, yeah, a huge was, plus. Exactly. Right? So that's why I don't regret going to mm. physical education. It gave me opportunities that I would I would have never imagined yeah, before yeah. I got into the university. Of course, of course. Yes. Nice. And so what were the responsibilities that you guys had? And so like the family at the end that you were with, how many children were you with? I was with four children. Four? Wow. Four children with my last family. Wow. I had two. Two. And yeah. So I would have to make them uh, breakfast in the morning, but it's easy breakfast, you know, just cereal and milk, uh, milk you know. Bread and uh, peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> peanut butter sandwich, uh, peanut butter wrap. Uh -huh. Peanut butter and jelly wrap, you know, uh -huh. which is a tortilla and peanut butter and jelly. Goldfish. Yeah, goldfish. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's 
it's it's really easy to be honest <laughs> making breakfast or lunch because mm -hmm. lunch for uh, the American it's not like it's lunch a snack. Here in Brazil it's yeah. a snack yeah you know they eat the same as they eat in breakfast or for a snack you know mm -hmm. it's just a quick lunch yeah nice so, so you didn't hurt at all. so you didn't have to make pancakes eggs exactly uh, sausages bacon any of that right? I mean the, I, I sometimes I would do that but the kids they wouldn't eat as much. You know, mm -hmm. they would just eat the easy stuff like peanut butter sandwich, uh -huh. you know, a wrap, Interesting. Know, a quesadilla. Yes. I, I, uh, that was something that I, I would do a lot because they really liked it, eating uh -huh. quesadillas, which is a tortilla, yeah. uh, you know, stuffed with uh, cheese, cheese. Yeah. whatever you want, meat, uh -huh. any kind of meat. Well, so you put whatever you want in it. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's... Um, it's very different. It depends on the family routine because my first experience as an au pair, I drove the kids to school in the morning. I went to my course because I studied English uh, at the first month there, during the first month there. And I picked them up at school. I came back home. I gave them lunch. We played a little bit. When it was hot, we went to the pool. Uh, we walked in the forest because there is a nice there was some nice trees around so we could walk and 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 play play soccer in the condominium so it was not so deep. it's a big responsibility but it's a nice routine to have okay yeah. you have time for yourself after the parents come home you can get the car and meet your friends at a cafe or or go to the movies, you mm, can do nice. whatever you want uh, in your free time. Mm -hmm. So with my weekly payment, I saved for four weeks, for example, and in the end of the month, I went traveling to some place. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very nice, ex it depends. And in my second experience as an opera in Spain, because I also lived in Spain for a year, it was totally different. I had only to spend the night with the kid mm. because the mother worked a lot and the kid woke up during the night and she wow. couldn't. So she just asked me to spend the night with the, the girl and mm -hmm. she was one or two years old. Mm -hmm. And I had the whole day free for me. So I went to the gym, I went to the beach because I lived in mm -hmm. Barcelona. So it was a very good experience too. So it depends on the road. Nice. The routine. So nice. something we're talking that's very interesting is about an opera at least. Is that the working hours are very flexible, si. you know? So first, <laughs> because I talked about his pay, yeah. his Spanish at C, right? Sorry. Yeah. So like for for the one of, uh, for a few families there, I had to work for you know something around four hours a day. Mm -hmm. So you know I had a lot of free time. Yeah. Uh, because I, uh, when the kids are at school, I don't have to be working, you know. Mm -hmm. And when the parents are home, I usually don't have to be working as well. Mm -hmm. So I would only have to work when the parents were home. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it would be like for three hours a day, four hours a day, nothing at all. Like. But my experience during the pandemic was that I would have to work like nine hours a day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but did you get paid more as well? No, no, no. Because they could, I could work... Uh, up to 10 hours a day, but 45 hours a week, you know, so sometimes I would work seven hours on Fridays and nine hours uh, the rest of the week, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, but that was because of the pandemic, because mm -hmm. the kids weren't at school, mm -hmm. they, were, they were home all the time, yeah. uh -huh. and the parents were working 
all day long. So, you know, it wasn't easy <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. be with, the, with, with, with the kids for nine hours a day. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> I, I have something nice to, to tell you, a good experience and a funny experience. You are, we learn a lot with the kids also, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then uh, when I just arrived there, the little one, he was two years old, he didn't speak very well, like he said hangover instead <laughs> of hamburger. I want hangover, what is that, come on. And then he said, uh, Rafa, I want to go party. Go party? Let's go party. But it was not party, it was party. And then I want to go party, I want to go to the bathroom, yeah. to the toilet. And I said, what? And he hold my and he held my hand and brought me to the bathroom to party. Oh, thank you, you taught me a new word. No, it's <laughs> so, funny. It's so funny. And also, before going there, I had already studied for 10 years English. Mm -hmm. And I arrived there and people asked me, what, what are you doing here in the US? And I said, I came here to study. Mm -hmm. Study, come on, isn't it study? <laughs> because uh -huh. study is something totally yeah, different, yeah, right? Uh -huh. uh, and then after studying a long time, you go there and you have much more to learn. So exactly. it's, it's yeah. very good. Uh -huh. uh, you were talking about like when the girl asked you to go party, right? And she was the same party. I had one kid that had something like this, you know, he was asking, he was playing with Legos, <laughs> and he asked me uh, to, uh, he was he was asking me, he was asking me for the girl's hair, and he was like, where's the girl's hair, where's the girl's hair, and I was like, who's girl, what is girl, uh, yes. you know, what is and after a while I realized that he was talking about the girl's hair. Ah, oh, okay, <laughs> it was just accent. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not the accent, but he was, he was like oh. three year old. Uh, he was a okay, three-year-old yeah. boy. You know. He couldn't speak. Yeah, he couldn't well. speak very well. So I, you know, that's very interesting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it's nice. It's funny. I, I was trying to. I, I was thinking. I was learning about a new <laughs> word. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was just thinking. Oh, that's a new word. I don't know. Uh, what is that? I need to know what that is. Yeah. But then was just girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, the welfare program is my sweetheart, yeah. <laughs> but. Can I comment about other kinds of um, programs we have abroad? Yeah. Also, we have the program to study. We always have to study when we are in an exchange program mm -hmm. because sometimes people um, contact me and they say, I want to go abroad to work. Mm -hmm. It's not possible only yeah. working out, uh, out there. So uh, you have to study and work. Mm -hmm. So uh, at first you can study English and work, or you can study college mm -hmm. and work. In the in Canada, it's not possible to study English and work, so you have to study college and work. Mm -hmm. College lasts at um, for lasts for six months, mm -hmm. and after that, you are able to to work there. Mm -hmm. So it's a good good experience for people who are in Brazil and they don't know actually what to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, am I going to medical school or engineering school? Yeah, they are so yeah, indecisive. Yeah. So it, it would be a very good experience to go there and study anything 
and get more mature and discover what they really want for yeah, life. Yeah. So it's a really nice experience to go in there and study college. But but for for to study college uh, abroad, you need to have the intermediate level in mm -hmm. English. So some people they don't have it. So it, it the other option we have is to study English and work mm -hmm. and to study English and work we have the options in Ireland, in Australia and in New Zealand. In Ireland it is necessary to study for six months so you study during the day and uh, during the morning for example and you work during the afternoon and in Australia only for three and a half months mm -hmm. so it's not necessary to stay for six months if you don't have the, the, the the possibility for that mm -hmm. but you can stay for three and a half months and then you study English and you work mm -hmm. with the money you get from work you can how can I say uh, raise yourself you can pay your bills pay the bills and um, I forgot the word in English now but you can pay all your bills and you can live there with the, the, the money you get from work. It's not necessary, for example, for your parents uh, send you any money during your exchange program. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. So, working at um, study and working. And also, uh, talking about under 18, mm -hmm. uh, the under 18 uh, teenagers, we have the, the vacation program. Mm -hmm. They go there for three weeks. They study English and they go, they take tours around mm -hmm. the city, around the region, and they study in the morning and they have uh, these tourist uh, programs uh, during the afternoon. Nice. It's so nice. nice, it's so good. What, what do you guys consider to be the, this is a big question that I always get, like when's the right time to go live abroad, you know, and I always... Like, like we were discussing beforehand, right? People in the U.S., they because remember, all colleges abroad are paid for. So it's not like Brazil where it's free. I mean, it's not free. Somebody's paying for it. There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> but uh, you have this option of going. You can be an undeclared major. Whereas in Brazil, you need to choose your major like up front. Mm -hmm. So I, for instance, I, I found myself in business after... Uh, my third try. So I wanted law at the time. I passed like in Mato Grosso do Sul. My grandmother, my grandparents were like, uh uh, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and so I went to study social science in Rio. After that, I came to Lavras to do information systems. And that connected me with business. And luckily, uh, UFLA, Federal University of Lavras, also has the option of business. So I, I ended up changing and finally found myself. But uh, finally, finally, but thank if God. You had gone abroad before maybe exactly and, and in the end i i always like this because you know uh, in the united states i you know my family we were immigrants and you know everybody's thinking of hey how am i going to pay the bills what am i going to do that's different and as an immigrant you're kind of limited to options because you know you don't have a green card so you can't have specific jobs and this and that so anyways, uh, coming back to the question, you know, a big question that we get is when is the best time? I usually respond to my students like, you know, if you're feeling lost and you've got some money uh, or if you can, you know, uh, kind of like lock or pause your, your, your major and uh, go abroad, do it. Because if you're lost, something's wrong, right? 
And you can also see how like the, the, the job market really works because, you know, living abroad, you see a whole lot of different experiences and a lot of different jobs and things that we don't even imagine, like things that, you know, people monetize that we're like, wow, this is stupid. But uh, it's not stupid because you're bringing value to someone else's life, right? Uh, just an example, a couple years ago, I mean, nowadays, everybody jokes around about coaches and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But that's something that's been happening in the United States for years and years and years, which were like, uh, what? The, um, the counselors. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, like now they call them life coaches and stuff like that. But what are they? They're basically psychologists that are helping you define that. You know, like human resources specialists that left a multinational company and now help people discover themselves in different areas. Because in Brazil, you, when we go to college, let's be honest, we have three options out of a hundred, which are law, medicine, and engineering. engineering, right? Nobody talks about physical education. Nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about that, you know? so. Uh, yeah, what, what do you guys consider? What, when is the best age to go abroad? I mean, for me, it was something that I've always wanted to do, you know. Mm. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Uh -huh. We have two different profiles of people. The one who has ever thought about that, I has ever thought about that since I was 9, 10 years old. I always wanted to go abroad. But others, they don't think about that. Yeah, exactly. It's not a first option of yeah. life. Uh -huh. So like for those people you're saying that for some people who who's never thought about it, you know, sometimes when they're feeling lost, as Victor said before, uh, probably that's the time where you should when you should go abroad. Yeah. You know, you should do something different to mm -hmm. find yourself. You know, but for me, it was something that I've always wanted to do. So I've always been looking into it. And when I look, when I heard about the Alper program and that they had a fifty percent discount, <laughs> that's when I decided that's to go. That was the right time yeah. to go. But like Leo, another thing, did it did it like ground your desire or did it intensify it? Like today, do you want to go back and you know start your life abroad or did uh, now are you like calmer with the situation? So the things that when I came back to Brazil, uh, I realized that I wanted to spend more time here in Brazil. You know, enjoy a little bit more here in Brazil. Because when you go abroad, sometimes you realize how good the con your country is, you know, how good mm -hmm. Brazil is. And, you know, it's okay to feel like that, you know, but... And you're still, you're young. Yeah, exactly. So you have so the time to go I back have, at any time. Uh -huh, so I want to enjoy Brazil a little bit, but it definitely I tend, uh, intensified my wish to go back. Mm -hmm. you know, not exactly to the United States, yeah, but maybe yeah. another country. Yeah, and it opens your mind to see that it's not impossible as well. Exactly. Right? You know, because, there are ways for you yeah. to do that. Yeah, like when I came back to Brazil, everyone was always saying like, oh, you need to keep your English. And like for me, it was like, okay, you know, it's practically my first language. But then you start really understanding why English is important and all that. But like where I want to connect that is that I would always see like English teachers instead of uh, helping their students like, hey, you got this, you can do it, you know? They're like, no, you need to know present perfect. Oh my God. Guys, seriously, just go, you know, if you, like Rafael was saying, if you have intermediate, what is intermediate English? You can connect phrases, you can, you know, show your, your, your response. All of us here probably had experience with people from different countries and everything. And it's, it's, it's in my opinion, it's really funny to see how Brazilians, we, we speak pretty well, you know, we've been studying English since we were children. Uh, of course, we lack practice. But, uh, you know, we're always killing ourselves like, oh, it needs to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And you see other cultures where they speak like, let's be Badly. honest, horribly. <laughs> and they're like, ah, it's 
great, you know. Uh -huh. yes. So it's really like interesting. Like the Indians, they say yeah. like they're um, very good, yeah. my friend. Yeah, in the intonation, and, how and, are you? Yeah, in the Asian, they, they say very good, everybody, yeah. everybody. Very good. Yeah. And, you can and it's good. You don't yeah. have to have the perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, with our going back to the question, when is the correct or the perfect <coughs> time to go abroad? I would say, when I was 15, mm -hmm. my my father asked me, "Would you like a party or a trip?" Mm -hmm. And of course, I chose a trip. So uh, it's a good uh, it's a good option for ch for parents who realize their children don't have this willing to speak English or to go abroad, but it's important. So send them, I don't know if it's correct to say, send them at first mm -hmm. when they are 15, when they yeah. are 16, and they will yeah. realize how important it is yeah. to learn English, to know different culture, to be more mature. And for example, uh, when I was 15, I was very irresponsible. I was, I didn't do anything at mm -hmm. home. I didn't help my mom. I was a bad child, <laughs> a bad teenager. And after this trip, I became much more responsible. Yeah, so yeah. it was a good experience yeah. for me. I. I don't know how to say perrengue in English, but I <laughs> perengue. had perengue. I had so many chic perengues that um, I learned a lot from yeah. them. So, and after that, I was just planning my next exchange yeah. program. Yeah. We are, mm -hmm. I was always planning. So, at uh, when I was fifteen years old, it was my first experience abroad, yeah. and I would say that is that the correct time. Yeah, this is really interesting that you mentioned because when I came back to Brazil, and I would see like all my friends, like they're, which is ridiculous. You know, you we really have this misogyny in Brazil still, where you see like women doing most of the work and. Uh, in the United States, I always had chores, you know, like I would take out the trash, I would wash the dishes and this and that. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't get my allowance. Easy as that. And in Brazil, you see like, uh, you know, many households where the parents do everything or if you're lucky enough, you have a, a maid, somebody to, to clean it and everything. And, and then the same thing, the, the same reflection happens in college, where in the US, in first world countries in general, you see people working and studying. So you value more, you can find connections because it's like, what's the point of you know college? Your teacher is telling you, hey, become an entrepreneur, find something that's gonna uh, help somebody else's life. Obviously, you're not gonna see anything because you're inside, you're trapped inside of your parents' bubble. And then when you start working and everything, that's when you start saying, wow, you know, hey, Rafaela needs somebody to be with her children. Hey, Leo needs somebody to uh, direct his career, you know, and, and then we start seeing how things work. And, uh, and even today we have, I think, this culture where people are saying, oh, engineering is, uh, it's full of, of you know, professionals. Um, medicine is full, whatever. And if you can't connect, you know, like, uh, tangible experience with the theory, then you're going to be stuck. It's easy as that, you know. Yes. Look at this uh, example. It's really interesting. I have a friend that's studying medicine and he he's studying medicine with, you know, many other uh, elites, let's put it, you know, directly like that in, in our country. And he was saying that uh, one of the, the, the teachers actually, uh, you know, he's in Beaga. He, he was saying that one day he had like a, 
a problem with the patient because he, he looked at like uh, a wound, you know, the, something that the patient had on his arm and the patient didn't know what it was. The doctor also, and the doctor started giving him like a bunch of antibiotics and saying it was this, it was that. And my friend, he comes from like a small city and he always had contact with animals. Mm -hmm. So in the end, you know what that wound was? I don't know what it's called in English, but it's, it was Barney. Oh, oh wow. my god. Yeah, so something that's relatively simple to be treated. Mm -hmm. And this doctor that comes from like, you know, the city, how, how would he know what Barony was? Uh -huh. Right? Because maybe you're going to study that like in animal science. Uh -huh. Right? And, and so this is where we start seeing, you know, the value of working. Like in Brazil, we have this, I think it's a horrible term where we say like sub jobs, uh -huh. right? And abroad, there's no such thing as sub jobs. Everybody makes money abroad. Exactly. And everybody can um, uh, acquire, conquire their material things. Exactly. Have a car exactly. and everything. Exactly. And a good point to comment, uh, I was talking about college in Canada. Mm -hmm. Here in Brazil, there is a culture that after finishing high school, you have to go straight to oh, university. Exactly. You have to study for four years and get a job, mm -hmm. right? In the US or in, in Europe uh, or <laughs> everywhere uh, out there, it's not the same culture. Um, teenagers, they finish high school and they get a job first. Exactly. And after two or three years working and and being more mat mature, they they go to college, mm -hmm. and the people who go to university are the ones who want to become a scientist exactly. or to get a master yeah. degree, a post degree, and not uh, actually work hands on, uh, put your hands on uh, on work. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna go straight to the um, how can I say? To the working environment, to a company, if you want to mm -hmm. get a job in a company and you start getting money, it's good to go to college. Mm -hmm. So you study for six months, one year, uh, up to three years, and then you can go straight to a, to a job and get mm -hmm. your money, start your career. Exactly. So it's, it's totally different. I would say for teenagers nowadays, that it's not, um, they don't have to pressure themselves yeah, to go straight to university, to have a, to, to have a career um, uh, right after going out of high school. They mm -hmm. have to go abroad and have new experiences and get a job and then they can uh, decide what to do for the rest yeah, of their of lives. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, my tip. Mm -hmm. that's so my tip. like if you look at my experience, for example, I went to the university for two years, you know, mm -hmm. I don't regret, I don't regret going to, uh, to the university at all. Yeah. But after two years, I realized that it wasn't what I wanted, yeah. you know, so it's okay for you to realize afterwards that yeah. you're not doing what you really want. Yeah. Yes, you didn't waste your time during mm -hmm. these two years of college to university, but you could have spent them in a nicer way. Yeah, I don't regret doing it because I've been through a lot during university, you know, I've had lots of experiences and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done differently. But the thing is that it's okay for you to drop out of it, you mm -hmm. know, to give up on this idea and try to find something new. Yes. So I dropped out of it and started working. I worked for my grandmother mm -hmm. uh, in a travel agency mm -hmm. for six months. 
you know, after that I started working as an English teacher. After that I went to the USA. Mm -hmm. You know, I came back here, I started working as a driver for Boticario. And mm -hmm. now I'm here working for VMLI. So I've been through a lot. You know, yes. it's not just about leaving high school and going straight to university. Yeah. Yes. You know, and sticking to it. Yeah. You don't have to stick to it and if that's something you don't want. Yeah. And it's interesting as well, like, for example, if we look at um, <laughs> courses like in Brazil, medicine, uh, uh, dentistry, I think physiotherapy as well. In the US, they're not even majors, they're actually post graduations because. Let's be honest, how many doctors have you guys been to in your life that you guys see, wow, this guy has a passion for what he does? Let's be honest, uh -huh. right? Even teachers sometimes. Mm -hmm. And abroad, you know, to be a doctor, you need to have like uh, a pre-major and something, you know, connected to it. And then you go to an interview and tell them, okay, I want to be a doctor because of this, 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 this. And you really need to convince them. It's not just like, oh, I want to become a doctor because, hey, you know what? I think my dad told me to be, a come, to be one. And that's a good paying job. No, come on. Where's the passion? Where's the desire in that? Yeah. So that, that's really interesting as well. Um, I have an, another good question for both of you. And uh, this also connects with uh, two students of ours that are in Ireland right now. So shout out to Kenyu and Karina. Uh, and this, this is actually an article that I used this week in class. And it's really, really interesting. I'm going to send it to both of you afterwards. It's how living abroad helps you develop a clear sense of self. So like... You know we're lost and it's 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 common and normal for us to be lost right i think what's uh the problem would be for us to be lost forever you need to find yourself at some point right so how did the 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 exchange program bring you guys to this idea of self of knowing hey this is Rafaela, this is what Rafaela likes this is leo this is what leo likes you know what were the experiences that that shaped you guys <laughs> It's a difficult question. <laughs> difficult question. I don't think there is a point or there is a specific situation that makes you from one Rafaela and another Rafaela after that exchange program, but it's a mixture of different experiences. You meet different people, you work in different places, you at, at a time you were working as a secretary in a clinic and then you were working in a gas station so you have different experiences and then ah, you told me the experiences of your your friend that was studying nutrition mm -hmm. no 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 she studied nutrition first and then she went to engineering yeah and she was working as a waiter in a bar or in a restaurant mm -hmm. and then they needed somebody to care of the plumbers the, the, the plumbing and then she said, oh, I know something about that. I'm in engineering. And then she helped with the plumbing in that place. And she, first she studied nutrition and after she went to engineering. So there she found out that her place was in engineering because mm -hmm. she had this experience in the restaurant mm -hmm. carrying out the, the plumbing. So it's so, it's so individual. Yeah. It's not... Um, uh, it's not possible to say that oh it's because I did that yeah. or it's because I did no it's the process right it's, the, it's a yeah. process mm -hmm. maybe not in the first exchange program or in the second you will find out mm -hmm. what you really want it's a process I mean for me it was like uh, I went to the US with a plan you know I went there for a reason I was working as an English teacher before I went there 
And the reason why I did this exchange program was to practice my English and become a better teacher. Mm. You know, so I knew what I wanted when nice. I went there. Nice. And I, I was open as well for new opportunities uh, if they showed, uh, if there was any other opportunities to me. But it just didn't happen, you know. But if it did happen, I would just embrace it, you know, because mm -hmm. that's the thing about life. Just embrace the opportunities mm -hmm. you yes. have in front of you. And you were a teacher. And being there with kids would make you find out that you didn't want to work with kids anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's what... <laughs> oh, that's now exactly. I want to teach adults only. Yeah, that's or exactly no. what happens. I don't want to be teaching kids anymore. <laughs> I mean, I would teach uh, kids if I had to, uh -huh. but that's, not, that's, not, that's yeah. not my passion, yeah. you know, yeah. so those are things you find out by doing things, you know, yeah. by yeah. working with it, yeah. so like, I think you learn a lot how to, because like in, in Brazil, we have the privilege, especially if you come from a middle class to higher class family, of saying no, and when you travel abroad, you're on the same level as everybody else, so mm -hmm. hey, Leo, do this, okay, I'm gonna do it, so you say, yeah, you remember that movie with, uh, uh, what's his name? The comedian. Uh, uh, say I know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, but uh, but it's like say yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, so he had to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Ah, okay. You know, so Jim Carrey in the movie is that he's uh, he's an uptight guy. He's in his thirties, forties. He hasn't really achieved much, and he goes to a lecture like a life coach, and the guy starts telling everybody, you know, say yes to different opportunities. So things that before he would say no, he starts saying yes and he starts embracing this change. Mm -hmm. Because if you're always like, you know, you have this prejudice of, oh, in Brazil, let's be honest, um, I, I know people that they became civil engineers because when they were younger, they, they worked with their parents uh, in the civil engineering area, but actually with construction. So like the hands-on stuff. Mm -hmm. And they are way better professionals today, not only because they know the, the simple techniques, but also because they know how to communicate with different levels. So he knows how to communicate with different engineers, mm -hmm. with the ground workers and everything else, you know, yes. so that's interesting. Um, and, right. and yeah, it's always... Yeah, you get more it. tolerant, you get more flexible, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very yeah. good experience. Exactly. So if you guys want to talk about exchange program, you can count on me. I will mm -hmm. be at my office in downtown, okay? Say intercambio. I say I speak in English, <laughs> so it's easier to recognize the brand. So the brand, I mean, to recognize the brand. So say intercambio palabras. It's a very, very responsible and nice company to to work with. And I will be available to, to talk to everyone who, who, are, who is uh, interested in being anywhere in the world. Very good. Yeah, guys, so if you need uh, you know, help in terms of finding the right exchange program for you and you know, being with somebody that has the experience, uh, independent of what your age is, you know, don't think like, oh, I'm too old or I'm too young, because today, nowadays, there are countries working, uh, you know, to find the right kind of um, uh, education and, uh, you know, goals that, that are going to be right for you, you know. Uh, Vito, let me tell you just something uh, very nice too. Uh, in Brazil, people after 40 or 50, they are not... Um, recognized? Uh, recognized or valued. They are not. They mm -hmm. think, oh, they are too old yeah. to work. 
And uh, in Europe, it's totally mm -hmm. the opposite. Mm -hmm. They've added a lot uh, the experience you have. Mm -hmm. So I have many clients, they are 40 and 50, and they are going abroad to have this experience of working mm -hmm. for a year or two, or maybe forever. Mm -hmm. They can immigrate and be there for the rest of their lives. So there is no age. Uh, that are programs for people after 30. Mm -hmm. So if you are after 30 and you are not lost, but maybe you want to change career, maybe you want to have a um, gap year, mm -hmm. oh, I, I'm too stressed and I want to have my gap year, go abroad and mm -hmm. have this experience and come back, mm -hmm. okay? Your family will be here, your roots are here, come mm -hmm. back you will be welcome back again. It's not a problem to go and mm -hmm. come back, right? Mm -hmm. So no ages. After 30 or 40, you are able to go there and, and leave this experience. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It was a, a pleasure. So thank both of you for your, you know, being here, inviting this invitation. And uh, anything else you guys want to want to say? Yeah, so we want we just want to help people being better people, right? Exactly. That's the point. Uh, Finding happiness inside of yourself wherever you are in the world. <laughs> yes, evolve. Yeah. Just just before you finish, uh, interesting situation. My my, actually, I'm the only one from my generation in in my family that doesn't uh, have uh, an American citizenship. And so my my uh, my cousins, my my aunt and uncle, they live abroad. And speaking of like this, of you know, finding yourself and everything, my my cousin, my older cousin, she uh, she just finished her her degree in college, and she's working like with a remote company. You know, I think she sells software and, and things like this. Okay. And now she's traveling the world vlogging. And you know she's a woman. She's a she's a, a woman. So you know she's really uh, using technology and you know new trends to not only privilege herself but others because you know people will be able to see her experience and see that it's not uh, something impossible. And also you know showing uh, not only the the money side of things you know because obviously you need to prepare that, but also you know the the. the the prejudices and everything else, where to go, where not to go, yes. and everything else. So that's that's really interesting. And, and also, we we were talking at the beginning before we started the podcast about um, motivating people going not mm -hmm. only to the U.S. There yeah, are so many other exactly, nice countries around exactly, the world, yeah. like Australia. Australia yeah. is just like Brazil, yeah. but a good Brazil <laughs> with good economics. Exactly. So. Ireland is a nice place in Europe to live. Uh, Canada has a very nice immigration program if you mm -hmm. want to go there and live forever. So there are many other options. We can find the correct place for you to go and have the best experience. Exactly. So that's it, guys. If you're in need of help, uh, you can contact us here or talk to Rafaela. We can send you her contact, of course. And it'll be a pleasure to be helping you guys and to truly find happiness in wherever you are in the world. All right, guys. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ubuntu Cast on the VMLI channel. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, if you're an improvement in terms of your English skills, you can hit us up on Instagram or our email or even WhatsApp number linked here. All the information will be at the episode description. If you're in need of a tutor, rather you're starting or just in need to practice, we gotcha. Remember to share with friends. So I'll see you guys next week, same time and same place. 
Ok, obrigado pessoal por escutar mais um episódio do Ubuntu Cast dessa semana no canal do VMRI. Espero que vocês curtiram. E lembre-se, se você está querendo melhorar o seu inglês, chama a gente no Instagram, no nosso e-mail ou no nosso número de WhatsApp. Toda a informação vai estar na descrição. Se você precisa de um professor, caso você esteja começando agora ou só precisa praticar, conta com a gente. Lembre-se de compartilhar com seus amigos. E é isso aí, vejo vocês semana que vem no mesmo horário e no mesmo lugar. 